we give you praise. Just, just play that for a moment. Hallelujah. For your goodness and your mercy towards us. Anybody ever had that testimony where it simply was, God, you know what, God? I made mistakes. God, I've been wrong, but your goodness and your mercy towards me it changed my life. It changed the dynamics of my life. It changed the influence of my life. God, I'm, I've been a wretch undone. I've been broken. I've been lost. I've been a castaway. I've been, I, I, sometimes I might even have thought I was too high and mighty on myself. But your goodness and your mercy, yeah, it, it, it held me. I'm, your goodness and your mercy it it did for me what no man could do it did for me what no woman could do it did for me what no amount of money can do it did for me what what what, what I thought I had to have in my life it, it did for me better than I could ever do for myself it says it shall follow me all the days of my life I don't care what place you're in. I don't care what situation you're going through. We serve a God that does not forget the hairs on your head. So why would he forget to offer you his goodness and his mercy? See, oftentimes people forget this, Pastor Lewis and, and Dr. Sherry. People forget. It's not a guarantee that you wake up. They forget that it's not a guarantee that you get in those nice cars that we have and, and go to these nice jobs that we have. But more importantly, that we, 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 we forget that the breath in our body is not guaranteed from minute to minute. But when he gives us the time and the opportunity, he simply says, my goodness and my mercy. Minister Reggie, can you sing that chorus one time for me? Just sing it one more time for me. celebrate a day that's designed to celebrate those who were lost in war, those who have given their ultimate sacrifice on the battlefield. 
but spiritually do you realize just what that says as well how many people who have lost their life for the ability to sit where we're sitting and worshiping someone someone died in order for us to be able to have access to this book right here somebody died for us to be able to put on nice suits and 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 play nice instruments and and have skills somebody died yeah and and we don't even know names of some of the people that have died and sacrificed tomorrow is memorial day where we talk about soldiers but but there used to be a song, Pastor Lewis, that, that I remember when I was a child. And it was this, Minister Reggie, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. I, 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 I'm pretty sure Minister Reggie can sing that for me. But I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. Minister Reggie. Mm -hmm. I am on the battlefield for my Lord.
Zadah. Jesus. Yeah, that just shifted it right there. That that just shifted it right there. I'm on the battlefield. Yeah, 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 yeah. I might be knocked down. I, I might have some wounds. But I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. I, I, I know we got some Pentecostals, some Apostolics, some Baptists in here. But yeah, I'm on the battlefield for... I, I, I'm on. <laughs> I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. I, 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 we, we, I, I'm not, we ain't gonna get started yet, Pastor Lewis. I'm, 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 mm, Reggie, don't do it. Uh, I, I don't need no marching music yet, Reggie. I'm, 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 I'm trying to stay in place. You know, in the military, see? Mm, see? In the military, they say stand at ease. I'm trying to stand at ease, but, but does anybody have any marching orders that, that God has been speaking to you this week that it's time to stop sitting on the sideline? It, it, it's time to get in the fight. I, 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 got a, I got a dog in this fight, Pastor I, I, I got something in this fight. My breakthrough is in this fight. My restoration is in this fight. My redemption is in this fight. My children's children's children is in this fight. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get to the man of the hour, y'all, but I, I'm trying to get to, to our speaker, but It's pulling. It's pulling. It's pulling. say this and, and I'm gonna try to move forward but Reggie I want you to get victory is mine ready because after I'm on the battlefield I'm gonna declare my victory after I'm on the battlefield I'm gonna declare my victory yeah I've been through too much I've been counted out too many times I've been looked over too many times yeah they they, they, they look past us for those promotions they look past us. But I'm here to declare that victory is mine.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, we could we, we could praise all night long, but I do want to get to the word because I believe there is a word in this season and at this time and in this house on this evening. So I want to move forward this and, and, and deal with church stuff so we can get out the way so we can receive what thus saith the Lord. We're going to move into our church announcements very quickly, very quickly. Um, we are planning our church cookout. Deaconess Tansy and a group of people are planning our church cookout. And so we are looking for volunteers, those that are online. Um, I, I need you all to reach out to Deaconess Tansy, those that are in-house, if you would like to contribute, help cook. Um, if you want to sow a seed into our cookout, um, if you know of some places that we can hold our church cookout at, we, we're asking that you all get in contact with Deaconess Tansy. You can reach her on Messenger on Facebook, or you can email her at Tansy, uh, uh, tcherry at lccionline.org, tcherry at lccionline.org. Um, also, I was telling you that I am looking to put together our basketball tournament for September. Amen. Amen. Our basketball tournament, the three-on-three -three tournament. Um, we want to make sure that we are doing this in decency and order and with a professionalism um, that only we can do here at Liberty. Amen. So we're looking to put that together as well. Also, um, I told y'all to prepare y'all hearts for the summer series that we're going through um, the God in movies. So my challenge to everybody listening, whether you're online or whether you're in-house, is to prepare to invite at least two people out um, for the next four to six weeks. You might come in here one way, one way, but I believe that you will never leave the same. Amen? And I believe that God is getting ready to increase. Matter of fact, somebody lift your hands over a couple of pews right now and say, I see a person sitting there. Amen? We're going to prophetically declare that I see uh, the sanctuary full and packed of souls yearning for God. Amen. Not just souls that are just coming to see a spectacle or a show, but souls that are coming to see and hear what thus saith the Lord. I believe that lives are going to be changed. I'm, I'm telling you that God is getting ready to do a miracle, not even getting ready to do, but God is doing a miracle right now. And if you have, if it's somebody that you have not seen in a while, reach out to them and ask them, where are you? Amen. We never know what's going on in somebody life. Amen. You don't know who's suffering in silence, who, who needs help in silence. Amen. So we're making sure that we reach out to everybody. I also was made aware of right before service that we want to send our condolences out to the Short family. Um, one of our worship leader, one of our uh, singers and our worship leaders, Crystal Short and her family for the passing of their loved one. Um, we want to make sure that we reach out to them and make sure that we let them know that Liberty, their church family is here for them for whatever they need. Amen. Um, also, uh, as, as we move forward with service, um, we want to make sure that we are doing things in decency and in order. Amen. So we're going to start uh, anybody that wants to work in ministry. This is a big one. Anybody that wants to work in ministry, um, we are requiring background checks. Amen. If you're going to be working with children, if you want to be working, we have a, a we have
have the ability now to conduct our background checks just to make sure everybody is uh, is in, in order. Amen. <laughs> make sure that everybody is in order. Um, we're looking to uh, move and expand and really structure our youth ministry. And we're going to have youth workers. We need to make sure that everybody is properly vetted. Amen. Um, also, uh, last but not least, I'm trying to think, was it it was one more thing that I wanted to say, but uh, if I may bring that at the end of service, amen. Um, Liberty, it's time to give, amen. The Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down and shaken and running over. Shall men give into your bosom for the same measure that you, that, uh, you use, it will be measured back to you, amen. We know the gift, we know the tithes, we know the offering belongs to God. Um, it all belongs to God. We simply give God a small portion back. Right now on your screens, you should be able to see ways to give here at Liberty Christian Church. If you do not know, um, you can do our text to give or our cash app, first and foremost, is Liberty Church MD. If you're online, Liberty Church MD. Also, we have text to give. You can text the word give to 667 222 3736. Um, you can also give on our website at www.lccimd.org backslash give. And last but not least, if you have cash, uh, we can do it the traditional way. Cash or checks, if you're in the sanctuary, we can do it the traditional way and we can collect the offerings. Amen. Um, I want to turn it back over to Minister Reggie as we prepare, but uh, let's pray real quick over the offering, um, those that give. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for this offering. We ask that it be used for the uplifting of your kingdom, God. We ask, God, that you rest and return to the giver and those who had a desire to give a hundredfold of their heart's desire to give, God. You know who has needs. You know who has issues, God. And in order for us to be the the church on top of a hill, God, and be able to minister to the community. We need the resources, God. So we ask you right now in the name of Jesus to overflow the baskets. As the young boy gave the two fish and the five loaves of bread, we ask God right now uh, that you begin to multiply every seed that is sown into this ministry, for it is sown into good and fertile soil. Amen. So we thank you, God, for all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
folks say, when I rose this morning, Say of the Lord. Bowed heads all over the house, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this solemn assembly, this sacred assembly, this people, this space, this moment in time where whereby we can obtain a word from you, a word of revelation, a word of exhortation, a word of comfort. Be pleased with us, Lord God, in this moment. God, I thank you now that those under the sound of my voice would experience the next level of fruitfulness ability, stability, hallelujah, miracle signs, wonders. I thank you, Lord God, that you're doing something special in the life of every parishioner, every believer, every child of God from this moment forth. I thank you that every chain is broken. I thank you that every fetter no longer has victory over their minds. I praise you now, Lord God, that for these next several moments, you would get the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. God bless you, God bless you. Let's go to the word. Somebody shout hallelujah once again. Those that are joining via Facebook, uh, YouTube, and other social media platforms, so good to have you. Thank you for joining us. Let's give honor to our pastor, Pastor Thomas Brockenberry, by saying amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Also for my better half, Dr. Sharon. Thank God for her. Let's say amen for her. Praise the Lord. And my daughter, Destiny, is turning a birthday on tomorrow. Let's say amen for her. Amen, amen, and Jane is here with us as well. Thank you, sir, for joining us. Let's go to the Word of God. Without further ado, I'm going to be probably about 20, 25 minutes. I want to give you about seven scriptures. Praise the Lord. Y'all can still hear me. Okay, let's go to the Word. Matthew chapter number 11. 
I want you to record the audio on this if you are listening in because I'm really going to try to break this down and teach this word. I'm going to try to go through slowly uh, so that you might obtain clarity, wisdom, and understanding concerning what it is the Lord is saying. Matthew chapter number 11, I want to begin reading at verse 28 through 30. And the word of the Lord says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, and I will give you what? Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. It keeps on going and it gets better. It says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. For the reading of the word we say, amen. It is critical as we, as God's elect servants, children, called out ones, worshipers, students, of the word, joint heirs with Jesus, begin to experience the following. One, God's peace. Number two, God's power. Number three, God's protection. Number four, God's grace or unmerited favor, which is something that we don't deserve. Amen? And then number five, God's glory or how to walk in the presence of God. I'm trying to begin a series here, but we'll see how it goes tonight. I want to begin this lesson will focus on the peace of God. Somebody shout, the peace of God. Many times we can get help for our physical bodies, assistance with various ailments, etc. But oftentimes we seem to neglect our mental health and our emotional health, which are just as vital, if not more important, than our physical health. In the text, we find Jesus speaking not only to the people of his day, but futuristically speaking to those today who will receive it. In Christ, we find strength. Somebody say strength. We find security. Somebody say security. We find relationship. Somebody say relationship. And we find what this verse calls rest. Rest for what? Rest for your souls. I want you to highlight that particular portion of the text where it says, Ye shall find rest for your souls. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, it says, And the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. What is the soul? The soul is your mind, your psyche, your intellect, and your emotions. What is the soul? Your mind, your psyche, your intellect, and your emotions. Contrary to popular belief, you can have rest and still be alive. Can we talk for a moment? You don't have to be transitioned from mortal to immortality or not be with us anymore to find rest. You can, in fact, come to a place of peace, tranquility, and a level of calmness while you are still here. Somebody say amen. In this next phase of life, you must make it your goal to find rest for your soul. Glory to God. Regardless of what you had to endure, regardless of what you had to deal with or all the stuff you had to go through, there is rest for your soul. In the text, Jesus Christ gives us assured rest to those weary souls that by a lively faith that come to him, rest from the terror of sin and rest from the power of sin. Rest from the terror of sin and rest from the power of sin in a regular order of the soul and is due government in itself a rest 
in God, a complacency of the soul in love. I want you to grab hold to this. I'm going to go through some scriptures now. The disciple Luke writes to Hebrews in our third scripture, he says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 9, there remaineth a rest to the people of God. I don't know about you, but I look forward to the opportunity to lay back in the hammock of his grace. Dr. Sharon likes hammocks. In the candle, the canopy of his glory, while the breeze of God's blessings gently hit the fiber of my existence. Can I paint this picture for you? Listen closely to our fourth scripture now. It says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, but you are, y'all know this, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Keep going. A holy nation. Come on, keep going. A peculiar people, come on, that ye should show forth the praises, that means your hallelujah, your thank you Jesus, of him who have called you out of darkness into his what? Marvelous light. Highlight that verse of scripture or that portion of the scripture where it says called out, called out, called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Called out means to be repositioned or moved into your next. You could be in a dark place, but God's not too dark where God can't call you out of that place. You could be in a dry season, but it's not so dry where God cannot call you out of a thing. And when you are called out, your status has changed. You are a light walker. You are no longer the same. God has not only changed you, but he has also changed your spiritual location. You are not the same place as before. If you're not in something, then God don't have to call you out of something. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. How many of y'all have slept too long in the bed and your parents said, I need you to get out of that bed. You've been called out of that bed, that place of slumber, so you can get up and do your chores. How many of y'all been in the pool a little too long? back when you were younger and your mama and them said it's time for you to get out of that pool. I'm calling you out of that pool because when your fingers start getting wrinkled, that means it was time for you. Oh, y'all not going to talk about Time for you to get out of the pool. You cannot be called out of something unless you are in something. Notice the word called out means the ecclesia. Comes from the Greek word ecclesia where the word means to be called out. Somebody declare this out aloud. I am the ecclesia of God. Come on, say it like you mean it. I am the ecclesia of God. When you are called out, your address is changing. You are no longer living at the same place mentally, spiritually, or emotionally. Once you stepped into Christ by faith, you became the ecclesia of God. Once you understand who you are, once you understand whose you are, with that comes an understanding that you are here to break through generational curses. You are here to break through the barriers set by your own bad systems. You are here to break through cycles of defeat. I need y'all to talk back to me. You are here to break through bad seasons and come to a place where you are living a continuous season of goodness, even greatness. The scriptures calling it eating on the goodness of the land. If I had a subject for tonight, I want to call this breadcrumbs. I want to call this breadcrumbs. Being able to obtain continuous breakthrough, authentic breakthrough by following 
the breadcrumbs. As I began seeking the things of God concerning life and how people have come to their current place, their current situation and current chain of events, God led me to take a page from behavioral psychology. Behavioral psychology is the study and the analysis of observable behavior. We can usually follow a trail of breadcrumbs back to that turning point, to the place where something happened. And from that particular moment, we can determine how our various lives were impacted and how our behavior changed as a result of the instance or instances of what we went through. Somebody say amen. A turning point. Somebody say turning point. It's a point in time which a significant change occurs. A turning point can cause a downward spiral or it can cause an upward ascend. It can cause a downward spiral or an upward ascend. In order to move forward, people of God, sometimes we have to address the turning points so that we can correct and enable the proper mentality concerning life and conclude the reason for our very existence and the reason why we were created. Look at somebody and tell them God made me for a reason. Turn to somebody else and tell them God created you for a reason. You've got to come to a place in life where either you're going to address it or you're going to rest it. I'll say that again. You've got to come to a place in life where you've got to either address it or you've got to rest it. To address it is to talk about it and to rest it is to just let it go. There's some things you're going to have to bring solidification to via communication and then there's some other things you're just going to have to release it unto God and not even worry about it no more. Come on, say amen somebody. There's some stuff you've got to address it or you've got to rest it. I was watching a movie series called Back to the Future. How many of y'all remember that movie, Back to the Future? I messed around and watched all three of them back to back, parts one, two, and three. And listen to this. What I learned is that Marty McFly and Doc figured out when they fictionally used a time machine to go back and alter something in the past that it would impact the outcome in the future. Could it be that God has given us a time machine called our memory banks, which is within our soul realm where we can mentally go back to the place where we were offended go back to the place where we were angered go back to the place where we were disappointed go back to the place where we got violated oh y'all ain't gonna talk back go back to the place of your displeasure and apply the healing power of Jesus Christ so that you can shift upward and be healed and be whole changing the trajectory of where we are headed in life could it be that we could alter our future by a addressing our past. Lord, have mercy. Let me teach you something, that if you can just follow the breadcrumbs backward, you can obtain your breakthrough, then you can receive what is rightfully yours. And people of God, you can live in freedom and favor on this side of glory right now. Somebody say right now. When Jesus calls it the rest of God, I'm here to give you rest for your souls. I want you to take my yoke upon you and learn of me because what I give you is easy and my burdens are light. Not like what you had to deal with before. My yoke is easy. My way of doing things is easy and my burdens are light. Make this declaration in the realm of the spirit and say it is God's intent and design for me to be whole. Say this, it is God's desire for me to enjoy his peace. 
Think on that for a second. It's God's desire for you to enjoy his peace. Hmm. Fifth scripture, Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. Y'all know this. It says, and the peace of God, which passeth all what? Understanding. Come on, read it with me. Shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Here's a revelation. Just like we accept salvation, we have to accept God's peace for our souls. Let me slow down. Just like we accept salvation, we have to also accept the peace of God for our souls. You can be saved and not address the turmoil inwardly. Uh-oh. You can be saved and still be a little hellion because you have not been fully redeemed yet. Salvation brings a spiritual change, yes, I'm no longer in sin. I'm a child of God now. And it brings supernatural redemption. But salvation doesn't automatically change your mindset. You can have low self-esteem and be saved. You can have habits and still be saved. Doesn't change your thought process or remove certain appetites. That's why you got to get into a place where you can learn and grow into maturity. Come on. Because transformation is a process. Transformation is a transformation is a that's why you've got to get into a place where you can come to the house of God and be up under somebody that can teach you and give you revelation, give you knowledge, give you the prophetic, give you some uh, substantial teaching so that you can grow in the realm of the spirit because you are still in your process. You've got to get involved in your own deliverance. Somebody say, I've got to get involved in my own deliverance. <laughs> You've got to echo what Paul said when he said in his writing to the church at Philippi in our sixth scripture, Philippians 2.12, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have also obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work out your own salvation. What does that mean, people of God? It means that post-salvation, I've still got some work to do. I've still got some exercise to build up. I've still got some exertion and some effort that I've got to put forth. You are going to have to apply some energy to get the desired level of freedom and breakthrough. Sometimes that, uh, the stuff we experience is a result of the following, our own sins. Could it be the stuff that we had to deal with was a result of our own sins pre-Christ? How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? There's also results as a result of bad decisions. I'm still saved, but I made some bad decisions. I'm going to keep going. Sometimes and what, what we experience in life is a result of trauma or victimization. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Sometimes what we experience in life is due to disappointment, being let down repeatedly, over and over and over, leading to mistrust and distrust. 
I'm going to keep going. Sometimes the stuff we experience in life is a result of the struggle having to fight to survive continuously to the point of extreme fatigue. How many I know somebody like that? I've had to fight so much in life that I'm just tired. 20 years old, tired. 30 years old, tired. Lord have mercy. 40 years old, double tired. 50 years old, setting up my funeral arrangements because I'm tired. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Go to bed and wake up. Come on. You get a bill in the mail. Lord, have mercy. Not another one. I'm just. Get in the car. The check engine light. Come on. Lord, have mercy. I'm just. A rock hit your windshield. You just got the car at the shop. Lord, I'm so. Anybody been tired? That's why we need the peace of God in our lives to help us overcome the stuff. We, I just named about five different things that have caused issues in our lives. Sin, bad decisions, trauma, disappointment, and struggling and fighting all the time. That's going to make the, 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 the average person extremely exhausted. That's why I want to teach this message to you because we've got to get to the place where we experience the rest of God. That no matter what I go through, I'm living a continuous breakthrough because I'm walking in the peace of God that passeth all understanding. No matter what happens to me, I'm just going to let it uh, hit me and just let it bounce off me because I'm walking in the total peace of God. John 8.32 says, and you shall know the truth and the truth will make you all you got to do is follow those breadcrumbs back. Now, what was I thinking when I was 17? What was I doing when I was 22? What happened to me when I was 10? What was allowed to happen to me? Because I couldn't protect myself when I was 7. And everybody knows somebody that's dealt with something. We've got to get to the place where we can apply the healing power of Jesus Christ. No matter what occurred, no matter what bad decisions I made, no matter what I had to fight, no matter who I had to fight, no matter how I was violated or victimized, I believe that God is able to give me rest for my soul. Freedom is a process. Declare that out loud. Freedom is a process. I choose to be free. Come on, say it again. Freedom is a process, and I choose to be free. You've got to understand that freedom is a process. Second, you must be in a place where you can hear the truth. How can they hear without a preacher? How can he preach unless he be sent? Y'all know this. You must get to a place where you can comprehend the truth, not just hear the gospel, but be a doer of what you heard. You must accept and embrace the truth. You must walk in the truth of what God said. You can't just hear it and not do anything, okay? So we made some bad decisions, and we listed off all the stuff that we've experienced. So we dealt with sin. How many of y'all came out of sin? 
The answer for sin is salvation. Amen? The answer for bad decisions. How many of y'all made bad decisions? The answer to bad decisions or the answer for bad decisions is to start making good ones. Yes? Because once you start making good decisions, the bad ones go away. Amen? They don't go away immediately, but they fade away. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to lie and say that the bad decisions just go away. Sometimes you got to deal with the bad decision for years. Come on. But God will take the pain and the curve out of the bad decision and give you the grace to get through it. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Through the answer to sin and salvation, the answer for bad decisions is to start making good ones. The answer to overcome trauma and victimization is to, one, accept the apology you never received. This is going to get somebody free tonight. Somebody offended you, wronged you, violated you, victimized you, disappointed you, rejected you, whatever they did to you. Learn how to accept the apology you never received. Hey, God. Somebody getting free right now. I accept your apology whether you apologized or not. I'm trying to tell you, there's some folks that are angry because of what somebody did to them. 10, 20 years ago. And you still dealing with the remnants and the ramifications of what you had to deal with mentally because of what they did to you. They've gone on. And you stuck behind it. You stuck in traffic and they in the helicopter gone over, gone somewhere else. And your life is going to come to a complete screeching halt because of being offended some years ago. Learn how to accept the sorrow you never got. Because I'm trying to get free. Say, I accept your apology. Come on, think about who it is in your head that, you, that you're talking about. Oh, yeah, you. Come on, say it again. I accept your apology. Some of y'all ain't ready to accept it yet. <laughs> Come on, can we just talk tonight? I ain't going to preach. I'm going to just talk. Some of y'all ain't ready to, re to receive an apology yet. Or you're not ready to accept it yet. But let God do it in his time. Okay? Forgive him. Even if you don't accept the apology, forgive him. Some, uh, guess what? Some of y'all ain't going to get one. But you can't be stuck in the wrong direction because of what somebody did and you still dealing with it. You're never going to get to Florida going 95 north. You've got to turn around somewhere. Come on, talk back to me. How many drivers I got in here? How many of y'all been driving and missed your exit? Oh, I'm, I'm coming down your road now. <laughs> what did GPS? GPS on you still missed your exit. That's why Siri got to tell you what lane to get in now. Get in your right lane. Come on. After this light, make a right at the next light. Come on, y'all know we got the Apple updates. Because <laughs> Siri know you're going to miss your turn. But how if we can, can contemporize that or we can bring that over into life, the time that it takes to get back on the right road after you've missed your exit. I don't like missing my exit. 
And if you in the country, God have mercy on my soul. You in North Carolina, South Carolina somewhere, no offense to y'all, but the, the next exit might be 20 miles from here. <laughs> somewhere down in Georgia somewhere. But on the road of life, I can't waste time making wrong turns. I can't keep going in the wrong direction because somebody offended me. I've got to make a U-turn. Somebody say amen. I'm getting ready to close this thing out. Accept the apology that you've never received. Release it unto God. Somebody say release it unto God. And apply the healing power of Jesus Christ. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of peace was upon him. And by his stripes, come on, we are, come on, Trey, is that you? That's Joshua. Come on, say it loud, Joshua. By his stripes, we are healed. Come on and declare that I am healed from this moment forth. Wow. You know what you just said. After years of having to deal with that, can't get to sleep at night thinking about stuff, I am healed from this moment forth. Follow the breadcrumbs. The answer to disappointment, watch this, is to gradually begin trusting God over trusting people. You might have been disappointed in life. Somebody was supposed to pick you up. It never came. Somebody was supposed to take you to the mall. Call and say we can't go. Somebody was supposed to take you to Disney World. We got to cancel. Over time, if you continue to be disappointed, you will carry that disappointment with you and you don't even realize it. And then you'll get to the place where you can't trust people what they say because you've been let down so much. I, don't, I know you're lying. You can't trust anybody. You just, you, I don't believe what you're saying. You're lying. And you automatically assume somebody's lying based on what you went through. You'd be surprised how stuff will stay with you in, as, in your adult life because of some stuff that you went through because somebody didn't show up or somebody lied or somebody didn't do what they said they was going to do. doesn't mean everybody's going to do that. It just means that you had to deal with the ramifications of being disappointed. You've been dealing with trauma. There's a lot of folk in the church with PTSD. <laughs> I'm here to talk to you tonight. Post-traumatic stress disorder. Some people have been in battered relationships. They've been abused verbally, mentally, physically. Post-salvation. And you never know what somebody's carrying when they walk into the house of God. Let me get ready to close this up. It is God's intent for you to be whole spiritually. Somebody say spiritually. Say mentally and emotionally. I'm going to say it again. It is God's intent for you to be whole spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. Get in pursuit of God's best while maintaining an overall balance of faith Truth and success asynchronously or simultaneously. It is only the peace of God that allows you to overcome. I'm getting ready to call them out. If 
this is you, you ain't got to say amen, but we're going to deal with it tonight. I need the peace of God to help me with anger. Anger. Anybody know somebody that's always angry? The peace of God. Attitude. I need the peace of God to deal with resentment. I don't like you. I don't want to be around you. I resent you. We need the peace of God to help us through bitterness. I can't stand the sight of you. I can't stand to hear your voice. We need the peace of God to help us through revenge. Wanting to get back at someone. Y'all ain't going to talk back tonight. Don't act like you ain't tried to run nobody off the road before. <laughs> Not quite, but almost did. <laughs> Come on, we got close. Let's get free tonight. We need the peace of God to help us through disappointment. We need the peace of God to help us through emotional trauma. And it's a jail full of folk who have not dealt with their mental stuff first. And they'll haul off and do whatever because they've not dealt with their inward issues. The emotional trauma. We have to get the peace of God to get over the lack of rest. We need the peace of God to get over the lack of mental discipline. We need the peace of God to get over the lack of a mental filter. Lack of mental filter. Anybody know somebody that will say whatever they want to say whenever they want to say it? And all under the auspices of keeping it real? They ain't got no filter. Because something happened. And they had to become that way to fight off crazy folk. Come on, y'all. I need the peace of God to help us through lack of self-control. Because some folk eat and they're not hungry. I need, I need self-control so that I don't go get on Amazon.com today. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I got to have some discipline in my spending. I got to have some discipline in, and keep everything in moderation. Come on, talk back. I got to have some self-control. I got to get free and I got to get the peace of God because there's some folk or some parts of me that I'm always ready to fight. I mean, there's some folk in our family or folk we know. You look at them wrong. It's time to fight. You say something that even wasn't directed at them. They ready to fight. We have to get the peace of God because there's some stuff on the inside of us that may be living there as a result of external forces. And we don't even realize that the reason I'm so nasty or the reason I'm so angry is, or the reason that I'm so bitter is because there's some trauma that I haven't dealt with yet. And I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. 
I'm redeemed. But I still got work to do on me. I ain't there yet. But transformation, I said it, is a process. Last scripture. Seventh and last scripture. John 14, 27. Did y'all get something tonight? John 14, 27. I want to read it in the Amplified. It says, peace I leave with you, my God. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives it, do I give it to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. And the church said amen. All over the house. Bow your heads. Father, we thank you for the scriptures. We thank you for your power. We thank you for clarity. We thank you for this taught word that we're going to take and go back and listen to and get more wisdom, get more understanding, understanding that we are still in the transformation process. Yes, we are saved. Yes, we've experienced redemption, but we are still in the transformation process. We are still on the potter's wheel. We still have some stuff to deal with. And so, Father, I thank you that we're going to follow the breadcrumbs backward, and we're going to address the trauma that occurred in our life. We're going to address the disappointment that occurred in our life. We're going to put it on the altar, and we're going to release it. We're going to go back and follow the breadcrumbs to see the bad decisions that we made. We're not going to live in regret, but we are going to learn from the decisions that we made so that we can walk in fulfillment and purpose hallelujah in liberty we're going to walk in peace and i thank you lord tonight that those who are dealing with lack of rest would experience a peace that they've never felt before in jesus name i thank you that you are solidifying some things in the realm of the spirit that you are concluding some things in the realm of the spirit and in the realm of the mental capacity and in the emotional realms that you are closing the door on some thoughts that you are closing the door on things being replayed in somebody's mindset i thank you that the enemy will not have workplace and not have activity day in the minds of God's people. I praise you now, Lord God, that you're continuing to build us, continuing to edify us, continuing to show us, continuing to direct us, continuing to call us out of darkness into the marvelous light. We stand in the peace of God right now. Every offense that has come to take us out of character, everything that is trying to take us out of our purpose, everything trying to redirect us off of the beaten, off of the correct path. I thank you, Lord God, that we'll become trailblazers and trail a new path, that we're going to get back in the right direction in the name of Jesus. Father, those that are linked in, logged in, checked in, and those that are here tonight, I'm declaring under the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus that they'll no longer be the same way that the chapter is turning, the page is turning, the day is turning. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. It does not matter what happened. It does not matter who said it. It does not matter who did it. I'm declaring that you are a new creature today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I praise you now, Lord, that that individual is ascending to a whole new place, a whole new level, a whole new paradigm, a whole new universe 
in Jesus' name. Let your will be done tonight. I thank you, Lord, for the victory that belongs to them. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. Every weapon that came in their childhood, every weapon that came in their adolescent years, in their teen years, I thank you that you are reversing that thing and that you are bringing them to a place flowing with milk and honey, a place of vegetation, and a place of purpose and rest. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Somebody stand to your feet and give God glory for the next 15 seconds and declare, I'm walking in the peace of God. I'm declaring, I'm thinking in the peace of God. I'm resting in the peace of God. Hallelujah. I'm thriving in the peace of God. Hallelujah. Everything about me is because of the peace of God flowing in my life. If you need prayer, I want to pray for you now. I want to pray for you now. If there's a need in the house, if there's a need in the house, just raise your right hand. I see you. If there's a need, raise your right hand. Put your name in the chat if you're on Facebook on other social media platforms. If you need prayer, we can pray for you. Once we go back and watch the video, hallelujah, I feel the glory of the Lord in this place. I feel the glory of the Lord in this place. There's going to be some things that you had to address that you got to go back and talk to your parents about. And then there's going to be some stuff you're just going to have to just walk away and leave it alone. Don't even give life to it no more. Come on. Follow the breadcrumbs back. We still got to deal with the peace. We got to deal with, excuse me, the, the power of God, walking in the presence of God. Follow the breadcrumbs of the word of God. God gives us direction. He gives us wisdom. He gives us understanding. He gives us instruction on how to flow in every area of our lives. Father, I thank you that you know the prayer requests of those that have raised their hands, of those that are linked in, logged in, checked in. I thank you, Lord God, that you are the mender of broken hearts. I thank you that you are the healer. Hallelujah. That you are the healer. Somebody begin to cry out to the Lord right now. Cry out to the Lord right now. Release that trauma. Release that pain. Release that anger. Release that bitterness. Release that, 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 that ready to fight spirit. Come on. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I accept the apology that I never received. We accept the apology that we've never received tonight. Come on. Get free get free get free you might have been hurt hallelujah by somebody in the house of God come on get free get free get free you might have been hurt on your job get free get free you might have been hurt at the daycare get free get free you might have been hurt hallelujah anywhere in the grocery store you might have been offended in your family I thank you Lord that you are allowing the people of God to be free tonight freedom is yours where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free come on cry out to the Lord and declare at this moment I'm not going to worry about it no more I'm not going to let it bother me no more I'm healed hallelujah I am a child of God I am an heir of God and joint heir with Jesus I am walking in the light of God I'm not going to be bound anymore and the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall guard my heart and guard my mind through Christ Jesus we ask his blessings tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody clap your hands and declare it's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. Come on, open up your mouth and declare it. It's done. It's done. It's done. 
in Jesus' name. I'm going to turn this service back into the hands of Pastor Thomas Brockenberry. Say amen for him as he comes. Amen, amen, amen. Listen, Pastor. <laughs> when I tell you that we are flowing in a prophetic, a prophetic realm that I've never experienced. I had a question for our church today was, why are you here? What are you getting from here? I don't want people just to, to come to sit to watch a service. But when you leave here, I want you to leave here impacted. Not because it's me preaching, not because it's Pastor Lewis preaching, but because you're hearing the voice of God. One of the biggest things that he said, and I'm going to add one thing to what you said. Sometimes we have to apologize to ourselves for holding on for who won't apologize. He said, the apology that you'll never receive. But a lot of times, we have to apologize to ourselves because we lock the cage on ourselves. We lock the cage because it's hurt us so bad. They've destroyed our spirit, they destroyed all this, and we hold the anger the bitterness, the rage. What I say last week? I said the PTSD. <laughs> we suffer from it in silence. And we keep functioning in what I call dysfunctional love. We function with dysfunctional love. So we accept abuse, hurt, negativity from everybody else. And then the crazy part is all the stuff that he named and the real culprit is hurt. <laughs> the real culprit that's hiding behind most of our emotional bondage and baggage is the spirit of hurt. Who hurt me? I'm not going, I'm not re-preaching Pastor Lewis. Nah, <laughs> I can't even touch it. I'm going to say this. When I was 23 years old, and if anybody's read the book, it's a part in there where I talked about I was hurting people because I was hurt. Until I could forgive those who hurt me without them telling me, I was going to continue to hurt everybody I was around. Whether it was relational, whether it was just the sheer thought that I felt like somebody owed me. Yeah, I felt like all the hell I went through, Minister Reggie, somebody owed me, so I was going to take it however I wanted. You know what that ended up me ended up with me at? Sitting in a jail cell looking at 25 years. Why? Because I was hurt and I was angry. And everybody that was around me had to deal with my anger. I couldn't even deal with my own anger. I sat in a jail cell and heard the voice of God say, if you do it again, you will die in this place right here. I had to realize that it was people I had to forgive in my life in order for me to break free. 
at that moment I said God I forgive them and the, the, the funny thing about it is this is that once I forgave them DJ the tears started wheeling down my face once I forgave them I felt the I felt the, the, the jail cell open up to my life once I said I forgive you it wasn't based upon who came and texted me, who called me, who I could even look at, but I realized that my bondage was because of my own unforgiveness. And because I forgave, he set me free. It was a process, just like he said. It's a process. But I can tell you, on the other side of forgiveness is new life. On the other side of forgiveness is your destiny. On the other side of forgiveness is your purpose. And get this, on the other side of your forgiveness is your liberty. Everybody stretch your hand towards the man of God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for this man of God that you sent to our house, that you sent to the house of liberty. We ask, God, that you restore him, God, that you refuel him, not because he gave out of his own self, but the overflow that you caused him to pour out into the people. We ask, God, that you restore it over him, over his family, over his house, over his income, over his finances, over his resources. Whatever it is, God, that you've anointed him to touch right now, we speak increase in the name of Jesus. God, you set him apart for this season, for this time, and for this purpose. And had it not been so, God, we stand on your word. We ask that you cover his family. God, we thank you, God, that you're covering his family. That you touch him from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. That you touch his wife. That you touch his daughter. That you touch his kids. That you touch him Ah, Jesus, in, in those most secret places, the smile tells one story, the voice tells one story, but God, you know him intentionally, and we ask God that you restore him, hallelujah, that you restore him. That the prophetic voice in this house that's covering him, that, that you release, God. Hallelujah. You said it is loosed in heaven, so shall it be loosed in the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Angels are rejoicing. There's been shift that just took place strategic appointment for his life is happening right now divine appointment is happening right now release right now hallelujah that where the enemy had placed his name on the bottom of the pile his it just fell off and they picked it up and placed it on the top your name is being mentioned, hallelujah, in realms you don't even know about yet. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Your name is being spoken. Your name is being spoken and it's releasing. Somebody's looking at your resume right now and saying, Hallelujah, saying, what is it? I don't know why it keeps coming up. His name keeps coming up. The position keeps coming up. And I don't know why his name has come out, but it has come out and I'm getting ready to make the call. Hallelujah. I see three computer screens, Pastor Lewis. I see three computer screens. Hallelujah. They look like monitors. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Program director. It says it, program director. <sighs> yeah. Program director. Hallelujah is on one. Strategic security analysis. Strategic security analysis. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're getting ready to have your pick. They're getting ready to fight over you. They're getting ready to fight over you. Jesus. Watch your ears this week. Watch your ears this week. you're going to find this week is going to elevate you into a different level because they're going, it's somebody that they've been looking for for a while. I see it. And it's going to release a different level of where you're going to, where you're headed to. I don't know if you work. 
work and got three computer screens in front of you. I don't know what it is, but I see three screens. God is getting ready to release you into a brand new level. Pastor, I'm telling you, it's a brand new level. It's getting ready to take all of your labor, all of everything that God has trained you and gifted you with. It's getting ready to come into one. It's getting ready to come into one assignment. All that you know, all that you've been trained to do, all that you've been taught to do, your passion is coming into one assignment. And from that, God is getting ready to put your name in circles that you never expected it to go. God is getting ready to turn you around. Hallelujah. All hearts and minds are full. Everybody full. This is this is liberty now. This is liberty these days. Dr. Sharon, I told Pastor, I've been seeing you. I have truly been seeing you. Jesus. talk, the more you try, it's going, it's like backing yourself up. And you ever seen those those scenes in a movie where the person's like, I don't want to talk, and then they turn around and they standing in front of a group of people. <laughs> yeah. Minister Reggie. <laughs> Take us out of here, Minister Reggie. <laughs> If all hearts and minds are full, I, I, I laugh because who we are prophetically is getting ready to set us on that hill. The word you spoke today was nothing but prophetic. People are getting set free. Yeah, the, the enemy stopped about 10 people I know from being here because of that word. Because the enemy is trying to keep them from letting it go. Yeah. Yeah. Young people, y'all were here. It's the crazy part about it, and we're done. The crazy part about it is that young people hold on to those things too. We don't know what they go through. You remember when we were young? The stuff that we didn't tell our parents we held on to the bullying yeah the, the the talking about a lot of young people learned how to be hardcore because they had to fight and fend for themselves yeah you learn how to act when you came through the church door but walk out that church door you had to be a whole different person if all hearts and minds are full, lift your hands and bow your heads. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time of worship, God. Now, as we leave here, God, we leave here with the same intentions to serve as we came into here. 
God, send your spirit right now to each and every home, each and every highway, each and every job, each and every desk, each and every text. And we thank you, God, for what you're getting ready to do. This week is going to be an amazing week. This week, prophetically, God, that you are releasing, you are releasing your spirit in different realms for different purposes with different assignments. So, God, make it plain to us. We write the vision. We make it plain. You make it plain. So, God, we just thank you in advance for all that you've done, for all that you've been and all that you will be. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to the most wise God, both dominion, power, and authority is our prayer. Amen. Amen. Take us out of here, Minister Reggie.